Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, January 14th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by Mr. Marcel Dorf here on Thursday morning. Well, Thursday morning, our time. It's, it's like, what, 4 o'clock for you, Marcel? You just finished yeah. your shift at work, and now you're ready to talk about some MMA with me. How's everything yeah. going, Marcel? All's good, man. Thanks for having me again. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm better now that you're on with me, dude. I love doing yeah. the show with you. We got Kevin in the comments. He says, good morning, Adam. Good, whatever the hell it is, time there for myself. Six hour time difference, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Actually, that's a good segue into like just noting this right off the top. Um, Robin Van Roostmalen, who is like a former glory champion, lightweight and featherweight division, was involved in a serious car accident in your native country. You want to talk about it, Marcel? Because it, it hit clo- hits close to home for you. Go ahead. Yeah, the only thing is, well, I know is pretty much what. Probably everybody knows already. He was on the side of the road. He was riding uh, the car with his with his sister. His sister was uh, was uh, riding the car, and they were on the side of the road. They were waiting for help because the car didn't uh, work anymore. And then a, a truck hit them. Hit them. Uh, the car was a total wreck. His sister died on the spot. I know. And uh, Robin had some had some severe injuries. So uh, I know the the driver of the truck has been arrested. But that's pretty much all we know right now. I think. Yeah, it's definitely a sad story. I mean, his yeah. sister passed away in the accident, and uh, I, there's some pictures of the crashing, Marcel. You maybe saw those. Like, it looks, yeah. it looks bad. I mean, it looks like it was a really, really bad accident. So, you know, we wish him the best of luck in his recovery. But I mean, the guy lost his sister. So, and apparently they were like super close. From mm-hmm. what I saw, like they were like best friends too. So it's just really devastating news to that family. And I mean, his his career might be in question now at this point. He's only like 31 too, Marcel. His sister's only 29. It's just like just a loss of life it's sad man but yeah i mean at 31 dude like you have to wonder if, if he's gonna fight again you know because apparently like there were severe injuries i saw something i don't know if it's true because it's hard to get like information right now but uh, something like his back is like mangled so that's not good man mm-hmm. um also i feel bad for this guy marcel because i was i didn't really realize this but i was looking into his mma debut or not his adultery debut. he's already fought in greece twice right but Dude, I mean, twice now he he couldn't make it to the fight, and like, is he ever even gonna fight now? Like, I feel so bad for this guy. The last two years, he hasn't fought at all, Marcel. COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. he had that weight miss. You gotta feel bad for this dude, man. It's just been like two years of hell, and then now this happens. Like, that's just terrible. So, <clears throat> want to mention that off the top, show some respect, and again, you know, our condolences to the the victim of the accident. It's really sad. All right, Marcel, let's talk about some uh, fun stuff now. Dana White. Mr. Dana White, you watched the interviews? He did a couple. I'm sure you saw a few of them. I saw the one with Brett Okamoto, and I saw some loose clips. So, yeah. So, yeah, you talked to Brett, you talked to John, and you talked to Oscar. So, <laughs> he did the rounds. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot you talked about, but let's go through it, Marcel. Um, Dana White's always – I call him the gift that keeps on giving because he always gives us, like, these sound bites and stuff. One thing he was talking about was, again, Habib. He's supposed to meet him this week. Didn't give too much information. But basically, Marcel, he said, it's a yes or no answer. He said it's going to take five minutes to figure out if he's going to fight again. And according to Dana, he believes he will fight again. What do you think is going to happen? Honestly, I don't think he will. Maybe uh, the thing is, people are laughing like he has to ask his mother first. But seriously, man, if if he promises his mother over there, that, that's a serious thing. So if he, if he still wants to fight, he probably will ask his mother first if, if she's cool with it. And uh, if she says no, he probably won't fight. It's, it's that thing, you know? And he doesn't have to do it anymore. For Listen, man, he's recognized as the best one right now, you know? So he doesn't have to do it for that. Guy's, guy has, is, a pri- is, a pride, uh, is, a prou- is a proud person, you know? 
Um, and he, he doesn't have to do it for the money. You know, he, he has, he has all, how do you say that he is pretty much rich? Let's, let's put it this, this way. Oh yeah. He has, a lot, he has a lot of money, so he doesn't have to do it for the money. And, uh, it's only for being competitive he can still do it, but I don't know, man. It, it depends really on Khabib what he wants to do, and uh, yeah, th that's pretty much it. I can't, I can't say anything more, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're not. I, I would love to be a fly in the wall right now, Marcel, in that room with him. I'd like to just be in, like in a secret camera, like hiding through a little dot in the in the in the wall to watch what's going to happen. I again, like it's hard to speculate, but I think Dana's going to convince him just because I think the money's going to be enough. But I don't know if he's going to fight time soon. I'm not sure. I think he might say, like, I need more time to think about it. But I do think he's going to fight again. I just don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. But, of course, I mean, he wants him to fight Conor. He, Marcel, he can't make it any more obvious how bad he wants Conor to win that fight. Like, every interview he's did is like, oh, Conor, man, if he, gets a if he wins this fight, he's getting a title shot like against whoever. Has he said it once about Dustin? And the funny thing was, I can't remember which interview it was because he did a couple, but he goes like, He's like, fans are overlooking Dustin Poirier, man. Dustin Poirier's a savage. But he's the one in every interview saying, like, if Connor wins, he gets a title shot. But he not once, Marcel, as he said, if Dustin wins, he's getting a title shot. Not once has he said that. So No, exactly. And that that's I, – I, I don't really like that, man. You know that. I mean, um, he he pretty much said also, like, if Khabib doesn't come back and, – and he didn't say – uh, the winner of Connor or Dustin. He said, and if Connor wins, he fights the highest-ranked guy for the title. <laughs> that's yeah. what he said yeah. so i was like i mean yeah I, we we all know he wants he wants connor to fight for the title against khabib but um yeah man i mean uh, the, do you remember when dana also said like uh when when uh champions or fighters uh retire we should respect that because it's probably time for them to retire and now khabib wants to retire and he's like no no he can't retire it's like dude he's, he's the only guy he doesn't count for that doesn't because every time yeah. he's ever been asked in every any press conference i've ever watched he's mm -hmm. like the guy's retired he wants to retire i'm not gonna exactly if the guy wants to retire we can't convince him to come back he said that so many times how many but, times he said that about connor last year so many, gsp all these guys but yeah for, for khabib it's like he just he wants to get him back he wants that money for Dana, I mean, listen, like, he wants to make some money. He, you know, he's going to convince Habib. I think what he's going to go, I think his argument's going to be, come on, Habib, get the 30 and 0, man. Come on, get that one more fight. That's what he's going to say to him. And Khabib's going to be like, I already beat Connor, I already beat Dustin. I want to fight GSP. I think that's the fight he'll come back for. I just don't, I don't know, Marcel. I know there's a lot of money for this rematch. Dana's saying 3 million pay per views now, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not sure about this one. What do you think? The, the, the thing is, man, you, I, maybe I would be a bad businessman. I'm pretty much would be a bad businessman, but this is pretty much like a guy who has like 10 million in the bank. Yeah. And he can make it 11 million. For example, I'm just saying, you know, it's not like he's bankrupt and he need this fight to happen before, for being uh, stable again, you know? So it's like, he doesn't even need the money. I yeah. think, you know, yeah. so it's, uh, and I'm talking about Dana, not about Khabib, and not about Khan, I'm talking about Dana, you know, so, I mean, it's just like, uh, it's pure about the money for him, this one, because, to be honest, are you really intrigued by Khabib versus Connor too? Not really, no. No, I mean, me neither. The, the first fight, what, what interests me is, like, when he got knocked down with that punch, like, I'm still surprised by that, so <laughs> I would like to see it go on more in the striking, but I think Khabib would just take him down and beat him up on the ground again, like, yeah, and I, I like Connor. I think his takedown defense is probably better. It won't be good enough, though. What do you think? It also really bothers me when people say, but like, yeah, but the first time that wasn't the focus, Connor. The real Connor is back now. I was like, come on, man. I mean, 
are, are we going to say that with every fight uh, someone is in, like, that that wasn't the real one, but now the real one is back, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. Ne you never know, man, you know? I mean, Connor can put him away with one good shot. I don't say he can't, you know? But but why? Uh, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. But I, I understand from a business uh, point, it makes a lot of sense, you know? But uh, I'm not, like I always say, man, I'm not on the UFC payroll, so I don't have to... Uh, to bend with uh, how they think, you know? Yeah, I just actually just got a text. I'll read it on, I'm going to read it on camera here. Look, what does it say here? From the government, it says, the stay-at-home orders in effect only leave your home for essential uh, purposes such as work, food, or healthcare exercise. They, they're basic, they haven't locked it down yet, but like, or uh, curfewed it yet, but they've locked it down here in uh, Toronto. So yeah. we're, we're in lockdown, man. I'm going to be stuck here with all these guys for like the next couple of months. <laughs> So hopefully, I'm, Dana's right behind me too, eh? He's right yeah. there, Marcel. He's he's always got his eye on me, man. <laughs> hey, let me get some comments here. All my favorite guys here in the chat today, man. Marcus, one of one of the best guys I know on Twitter. If it be vacates title this week, does he uh, does Connor and Poirier become the title fight? Yeah, I th I think so. I think they'll introduce. I'm sure they have an extra belt. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Because if he's if Mar if uh, Khabib's like I'm not going to fight, I'm sure they'll just make it uh, vacant title, but. Um, if he says like any more time, maybe they will just forget. It. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be for belt? If, if I was Khabib, I would say to Dana, I tell you on twenty on the twenty four. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of wrong. Like I wouldn't be surprised though. I just don't think they need to. I don't think they need to add the title to sell it. I think people will no, buy it, right? No. Yeah, they'll buy it either way because Connor's fighting. So yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get some more comments here. Daniel Edwards, in fairness, Dustin and Khabib isn't something. To project the reality but i hear what you're saying yeah i mean listen like the first fight didn't do that great on pay-per-view like it did okay i guess not great but i just it's just more of like dana being i like uh very he, he's he's the one saying connor's gonna tell shot he's gonna mention dustin once then he's the guy saying dustin's being overlooked by everyone like he's the first guy overlooking him so it's silly uh I, I, I want to know what you think about that uh, the UFC wants to make Oliveira versus Gaethje, man. Why does Oliveira have to go Gaethje as well? Again, also, man. I mean, what's up with that, man? We So Connor can get a win against Dustin Poirier and fight for a title, but Charles Oliveira has to beat Tony Ferguson? And Let me ask you a question. Did you just hear my dogs bark or no? Did you hear them? I didn't hear that. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. Because I can I can kind of I just wanted to make sure you guys didn't. There's a, <laughs> there's a room above this room, the new office I'm in, that they're they're sitting in right now. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. And also, like, I was kind of surprised that he went out there and said, Hey, he turned down a fight with Michael Chandler, by the way, on short notice. And like, we don't blame him because of the weight cutting thing, but I'm surprised he even said that, Marcel. But 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 even listen. Michael Chandler, he has been an amazing guy for Bellator, 100%, was a good champion. He lost to Patricio Pitbull. But what the UFC, listen, man, I have nothing against Michael Chandler. Don't get me wrong. But the UFC made him, um, how do you say that? Um, he, he um, I, I can't find the right word. Being overhyped or something? No, nah, they have the most back, back, backup fighter oh, for yeah, yeah, Khabib yeah. against, uh, uh, against Gaethje last time. Yeah. But he is now very. Um, how do you say that? That you feel like that you, that you have. Um, God, I can can't get the word. 
that you that you deserve more than you actually deserve i can you do you have the word privilege i think he feels very privileged in the ufc right now you know because he doesn't want to fight this one he doesn't want to fight this yeah. one he only wants to fight the top guys and i'm like you haven't proved yet to me that you can beat these top guys for in the ufc right now yep. that's why i wanted to see him fight uh somebody like against the top but not really top yet so hooker oh, might be a good fight, fight. it's yeah. a good fight i would say paul felder uh, dan mm -hmm. hooker would be a good fight but charles Oliveira would have been completely bs if they gave him chance i know it's I not think. right like he's won eight straight fights he's won eight yeah. in a row and he yeah. just destroyed tony that was like an amazing performance being him like the way he did being kevin lee this year uh, sorry last year as well it was a great year for him um guys I'd, I'd like to see him fight for the belt next against whoever like he deserves it yeah by the way i want to apologize sometimes i can't find the right word and don't worry about it i was trying to think too and I, I couldn't think yeah. of it either let me get some more comments here from these guys uh, kevin said if khabib offers to come back against anyone except connor's game you even want that i think he would uh i think he would fight gsp I and mean, that's the fight he wants but gsp i don't know if he'll fight again man like especially with his comments lately marcel like he's like i you know i, I don't miss fighting but i miss winning so i mean there's a chance because maybe maybe he will like be like you know what even at age 40, I think I could be a Beeb and, and, and cement my legacy as the GOAT. Because right now there's like a few guys that could be the GOAT. There's like Khabib, there's GSP, there's John Jones. And all these guys have this legacy fight that they could have. Like Jones could win that second belt and, and become the GOAT. I already think yeah. he probably is, but it's hard That's to say. Go GOAT by weight the class. The arguments, it's stupid, right? Yeah, and weight class is better because yeah. how can you pick a, a guy in all of MMA in the thousands of fighters that we've had in the UFC and MMA history? Like it's it's hard. Okay, let's get some more comments. Daniel says it'd be funny if Daniel told the media to think about Dustin Khabib if he hit round two. <laughs> That'd be funny. Let's see. Kevin says Connor offered nothing in the first five. Absolutely zero interest in watching it. Dude, I'm 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 with you. I mean, I'll obviously watch it. I watch every card though. So like I'm the I'm the worst guy to ask. You can't ask the guy who covers the sport for a living, like, will you watch the card? You gotta ask ask your friends, ask your casual fans. I'll be honest, they probably would say they'd watch it. That's why they'll probably do that this fight. But there are even journalists who are going to say on Twitter, like, I'm not going to watch this card. It's awful. It's like, don't watch you, it. They'll you, watch it. I, yeah. But I'm like, maybe you better, you can't say that, man. You can't say this is kind of a, a mediocre card. Say it like that. But don't say I don't watch it because it's awful. It's kind of sounds. I know. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some journalists kind of like criticize. Okay. Listen, you can obviously criticize cards. There's, there's mm -hmm. lots of cards that are. They're not very deep. They're shallow. They're just not that great, like in general. But there is a little too much criticism at times. Like I, I know what you're saying. So let me get some more comments here. Oh, you want to say something like that? No, no, I agree. Oh, okay. I'm definitely not with the with the with the with the COVID era right now. I'm not really gonna complain about the. Fight I'm just happy to have something to there. watch, man. Honestly, exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, what yeah. were the last what were the last three weeks, man? Nothing, <laughs> man. Been watching. I've watched like every movie that's possibly to, you can watch on Amazon Prime, and I've, I beat like a couple of video games too. Like I'm I'm ready to get back to it, man. Let me get some <laughs> some comments here. Kevin says I don't think they'll add a title to Connor and Poirier at this point. It's too late to promote it. Maybe yeah, you're probably worried about that. Trey Wager, age old reference. Hey man, how's it going? He says, if Charles had certainly English before 10 years deep in his career, it would have been quite beneficial. It seems like a good kind of human outside the cage. Dude, he gave like, he was delivering bags of food to like this poor favela in Brazil. Like this guy is awesome. And I gotta be honest, man. I mean, I've watched the guy for over 10 years now. I remember when he fought Jim Miller in Montreal, he got knee barred by Jim Miller. That was like yeah. over a decade ago. I saw him, I was at his fight with Cub Swanson. I bet on Cub Swanson. He was an underdog, like plus 200. He knocked him out and I was like, and then the fight with Max Holloway in Canada, where he like had that neck injury, like 
I thought I thought this guy was a quitter. I think everyone did. We all thought he was a quitter. The Paul Felder fight's another example. Marcel gets taken out, bashed in the face, and gives up. But it's, but something changed when he moved up to lightweight. And, and I know the Felder fight was a lightweight, but after that, something changed. Marcel, it's not the same guy anymore. This is a guy who's like he's really improved. And I love seeing a guy at this stage of his career, at age 30, 10 years deep in his career, get better. Uh, I never thought he'd be as good as he is, and I'd like to see them. I'm wrong. What, what do you think about Charles? I agree with you, man. Was it also against Cowboy where it got hit and he was like, he was "Oh yes. like calling this one." And <laughs> there were also some, some people were like, uh, "Why did he fall?" It was definitely that was terrible. the cop fight, but the, the Dom fight too. I mean, they both yeah. had that same like knockdown where he got like rocked and stuff. But you know what? He's he's turned himself to an amazing fighter. I agree, man. Definitely, one hundred percent. And uh, but the thing with uh, uh, no no disrespect, straight wager, by the way. But I mean, um, for for me personally, I don't really care if he can speak English or not. I know it's really big for some people, you know. But for me, it's just like if he fights good. Uh, listen, man, Fedor never could speak English good. You know, he spoke always Russian. But I'm a huge Fedor fan his whole career. Since he was in Pride, I always liked him, you know. And uh, I don't speak Russian, but uh, <laughs> I, I like his fights, you know. I was a huge Hannah Barrow fan, and I'm still am. But uh, he he's been declining worse since his TJ Dillashaw fight, you know. Oh yeah. And um, he he never spoke any English, and I know it's for very for, for very many fans is a big issue, but it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. If you're a good fighter, I'm good with it. But I understand from a pr promotion. Uh, point of view and a business point of view, it's in a, it's probably a harder sell to the U.S. fans, for example. Yeah, so no, for sure. Like, I'm with you too. Like, it doesn't bother me as much, but for for again, you're really if you try to promote it to casual fans, you you would like to have those sound bites, but it doesn't matter because he's winning fight. Like, he's won eight straight fights. So that's what matters to me. What he's doing in Octagon. Straight waiters says Cowboy's the perfect example of the Charles before and after. I think the Cub Swanson fight too, where he got he got rocked and his, in a, he got hit in the eye and basically got rocked and like just. Basically tapped out. It was it was weird. And Mar uh, straight waiter says Mar uh, North American market. Yeah. Look at Aldo. He could have been massive international star, but he couldn't even do a presser. That's true. That is true. Aldo, I think, is uh, you know even a better guy to criticize because he's been at the top the whole time. Like he was a champ the whole time, and he didn't really care about that. He just kind of focused on himself, which is okay. But I think he could have been a bigger star. Like because I actually remember having a conversation with someone like ten years ago. And they were telling me they thought Aldo was the best fighter in the world like 10 years ago when he was WEC coming into UFC and he was just defending his belt, destroying everyone. But I think, and I was like, you know what, you're probably right, but he never became that star at that time when he was beating everyone like Frankie and all these guys. He was just beating them like like with ease, Chad Mendez, all these guys. But I think that in the eyes of fans, like, you know, once he lost to Connor, he became kind of worthless to the eyes of many, which is sad because he's a legend, right? He is, in my opinion, still the greatest of all time at featherweight. I mean, I respect Connor. I respect Max Holloway. I think Max Holloway is, is, is second behind Aldo. And people say he beat him twice. I know he beat him twice. But I look at legacy, the complete legacy of a fighter. And, uh, for example, Chris Whiteman beat Anderson Silva twice. Do you think he's the, be the best middleweight of all time because he beat Silva? I don't think so. He's good. Don't get me, get me wrong. But he's not... He's not he doesn't have a bigger legacy than Anderson Silva, you know, at middleweight, is my opinion. And is Dennis Holman a better welterweight than Matt Hughes? Because <laughs> I mean, we can go on with this. I know. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, there's always those fights where, like, someone's got their number and stuff. I'm just going to get this last comment. We're going to move on after this, Marcel. He says, just to clarify, it doesn't bother me. People shouldn't cater to other languages. It's so big in casual's interest, such as my friends. He's, he's right about that. But yeah, okay, 100%. We're, we're all hardcore fans here, so for us, it's like whatever. Um, I, I, I 100% understand yeah. you straight wager. And I, I mean, 
no, no disrespect or anything. I 100% understand you, and I know many people look at it that way. So, uh, yeah, I understand that. No, it's cool. It's, it, dude, it's, it's totally cool to, like, disagree about stuff. And, and you guys are doing it in a respectful way, which is great. Um, White uh, talked about Nate Diaz. He's teasing a comeback. He said it's not Tony Ferguson. So, Marcel, when are we going to see Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I don't know, man. I mean, listen, man, the Diaz brothers do what they want. You know that. Um, Nick has teased a comeback last year. I haven't seen anything. Uh, Nate Diaz uh, is always in talks, so uh, I don't know, man. And Paul Felder also said he it wasn't him, so I have no idea who they want to give I, I, I honestly think it's Tony. I think they're going to give him Tony. I think Dana's lying through his teeth. I think he's like, oh, that's not Tony. So, like, you look at everyone else. But but Adam, Dana doesn't – does Dana ever lie? Dana's never lied in his life. Ah. Never lied in his life. <laughs> Actually, someone, someone posted that, and they had that picture from Memento, uh, the movie Memento, where it's like, don't yeah. believe his lies. You got the picture of Dana, you know, yeah. that famous meme. Yeah. Daniel says he disagrees with you, Mar uh, Marcel. He says Matt Sarah is the goat. Okay, yeah, my, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Okay, so it's, I mean, just like looking at the rankings and looking at the divisions. Apparently, he'll come back at lightweights. That's what Dana's saying. I think Tony's a great fight. I think Gaethje would be a good fight. I think actually Gaethje would probably just take him apart the kicks, right? Like he would just destroy him. But I think Ferguson's a good fight. Like I think Tony deserves that big fight like that too. I know he lost his last two, but Tony's a guy that was screwed a lot. He got really screwed over by the whole. Uh, you know, blowing his knee out, tripping over that cable a few years ago and stuff. So, love the guy. But yeah, if there's one fight for for Nate that you'd like to see at 155, who would it be? Yeah, Tony. I like that very much, actually. So yeah, why not? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But with that. by the way, if uh, if there will ever be a Joe Pesky uh, docu documentary or a movie made, Matt Sarah should play him. Joe Pesci, the actor yeah. from Goodfellas? Yeah. 100 percent Matt Sarah should play him. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great movie, man. I haven't seen it in a long time, but like one of the best gangster movies of all time. Crazy movie, crazy movie. All right. Um I already Love had Matt by the way. Pardon? Pardon? Love, Love Matt Sarah. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's, he's great. He has got a good personality. He's 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 good in the corner, I'll tell you that. You can hear yeah. him giving his instruction in the corners. Um <laughs> we talked about Du Bronx. Okay. Uh, I got to talk about this. This is important. Uh, Dana White talked about brain injuries in MMA. Mm. It's part of the sport, Marcel. It's yeah. just part of the sport. I'm dealing with it myself, he said. That's what Dana said. Dude, how can he How can he even do that and compare himself to the uh, the actual fighters? I know he had boxing experience. He was a boxing instructor and stuff, but that's a joke. He's even, he even said that. Like People are pissed off right now because of the story that came out. Stephen, I should mention the story, obviously. I'm sure you guys saw it. Stephen Morocco for MMA Fighting, I think it was, uh, did an amazing story really did amazing research like it was a story it took a few years to do apparently like that's incredible journalism that's that's the kind of journalism that you really strive for to do so it was a great story and basically spencer fisher he has brain trauma and he was being um, supported by the ufc for a few years once the new ownership came in a few years ago all those guys got axed uh, chuck liddell um who else was there there's a bunch of guys matt hughes all these guys they might still get something because they're close to dana i don't think so though i think they cut all those guys from those like um positions so now this guy is struggling to pay his health insurance and stuff, and he has serious health problems, and his wife's struggling to take care of him. Like, it's it was sad, man. It's a sad story, and I love the sport, Marcel. I love it. This is why I always, man, I hate when you see a guy take excessive damage in fights because you just know that one day they're going to be scrambled in the head. The thing about MMA is, Marcel, and you know this firsthand, it's, it's still a new sport. It's still – like, it, the sport's been – it's been alive less than me, really. Like, I know there were some, you know, MMA fights back in the day, 
um, with like what, Ali had one or something, but mm. it, because Inuit, I think that was, that was the famous yeah. fight. But in reality, it's a '90s creation, so you know it's still it's still a new sport. Um, yeah, what was I, who was I talking about again? I completely lost my train of thought there. You talked about Spencer Fisher. Yeah, Spencer Fisher, man. So he's he's a guy that was there for years, right? Miltich training systems, like these guys, and they used to spar Marcel way too hard. They would like they would knock each other out in sparring all the time, right? So all these guys you're starting to see now, like Matt Hughes, Robbie Lawler, like you're starting to really see the decline of their brain function. Um, it's it's really sad to see, man. This is why when a guy like Diego Sanchez goes and says, "I'm going to take one more fight and I'm done," it was good to hear that. I was glad I heard that. Um, and here's another one from Stray Wager comment about this. He says, not sure on Militich and Paul Verne getting heat for gambling who could KO its venture in training. It, it is a tough read, and it was, it's brutal, and that was just how it was back then. They didn't, you know, let's give these guys a little bit of credit. They didn't really know what the effects would be as much as I think some other sports we would know because sports is new. Having said that, we still know that boxing was dangerous, and these guys were knocking each other and sparring. A guy like Spencer Fisher, Marcel, like he'll never live the same life ever again. Like this, his family, his life, it's, it's going to be very hard now. It's the price these guys pay for the glory, for the winning, for the losing. I love the sport, man. It is a violent sport. What these guys and girls do, it, it's always impressed me, Marcel. I've told this story enough times. I had one smoker in Muay Thai. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking about, because I got hit in like the first 10 seconds. A guy hit me here, he got, he, right, right here. Like yeah. it, where, just, where Cain Velasquez got knocked out when he lost to Junior, right? This is a – I was covering my chin. I got hit right there, and I started wobbling. I didn't get KO'd, but I remember the feeling of just my, my – like my vision closing in. It was so weird. Like it was a horrible, horrible feeling, and these guys do that every day. So it's like I can't even imagine that because I remember my brain hurt for like a week after that fight, two weeks. I couldn't even get out of bed. My legs were hurt. My brain was hurt. My head was hurt. Everything was hurt. What these guys and girls do for a living, Marcel, it's unparalleled. And uh, I'm scared, though. As a fan, as a guy who covers the sport, as a guy who's making his living off the sport – I love the sport, but it worries me that these fighters in 20 years, they're going to be in severely diminished uh, the mental uh, as far as their mental capacity goes. And it's really sad, Marcel. Any thoughts on the article and, and brain, drama, brain trauma and MMA in general? Uh, I haven't I haven't had time to read it completely. So I haven't been – I I saw the article, by the way. I have it in my uh, – I, I bookmarked it so I can see – I can read it back, but I haven't seen it uh, read it completely. Um, yeah, man, I mean – I always, I, I told you before as well, man, when fights, when somebody knocks someone else out and he goes down, there are some fighters who uh, love to give some extra punishment or one or two extra shots. And I hate that. I always yeah. say I hate that. And then I get back on Twitter, people like, yeah, but you, you got to go, uh, you got to keep on until the referee pulls you off. And that's the wrong mentality, in my opinion, man. I mean, um, if you fight with, uh, how do you say that? With anger. Yeah, I that, then those things happen. But if you fight with, uh, how do you say that? As a martial artist, you shouldn't do that. In my I, I'm with you, but dude, I mean, it's MMA. You mean, I under, do you know any people have criminal records that fight in MMA? Like, yeah, I a understand. A lot of fighters, are, like, and a lot of fighters that are like the best fighters in the world were in jail at some point for like but, assault and stuff. But there are certain guys, and I'm not going to name them, who are known for extra absolutely extra absolutely Dude, and you, so, you can name them look at dan henderson when he did it to bisping like, that's a classic example he didn't need right. to do that it was because he was angry at him i can't give you next one on jeremy stevens Wait, which fight i love jeremy stevens the do who choi fight the josh Emmett fight uh, the josh Emmett fight was brutal oh uh, man the right. Josh Emmett fight uh, well the, i mean he's been in jail dude he's the guy that's been in jail like, marcus davis fight i think as well 
He's got okay. Listen, they're martial artists, and I, I, yeah, I, I'd love to, I'd love for them to all be like respectful, like, like yeah, a guy yeah, like yeah. the Leo, Machida. That's just not how it is, Marcel. It's a violent sport, bro. It I, attracts I know, people, and it's a good thing because you, that we do have these violent people that are doing MMA. Because I'd rather them be in the gym, being the bags, than being someone on the street. You know. Let's, yeah. uh, for example, Nate Marquardt is, is a great example of somebody who doesn't do it. Who always retracts when he knows somebody's out. You know. Um, there are more, you know, but I, I don't, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it's sad, you know, and uh, I didn't know that. I didn't, it wasn't that far in reading that the UFC stopped with, um, or you say it when they, when they got taken over by the others, that they stopped uh, supporting them. But that's sad, honestly, man. I know. I agree, Marcel. It's, but anyways, yeah, I mean, like, listen, we're going to see these guys, the, the, our, our, I call them our heroes because they're our heroes. They are. Guys like Chuck, these pioneers of the sport, Hoist, and maybe yeah. not Hoist because he didn't take as much damage, but Randy Couture, these guys that Marcel that got knocked out. Uh, mm. How about a guy like Andre Orlovsky, Alistair Overeem? These guys are still getting knocked out in their forties, so I, yeah. it, it worries me. Like actually, Overeem's crazy because he's like he's right, he's there, he's mm. he's smarter than a lot of us. Like he's really good at speaking, but he's been knocked out like twenty times, Marcel, in the combat sports. Like twenty years, is he going? Is he still going to have that? It worries me, man. I get scared because I care about these guys, you know? Think about Sakuraba, man. He fought against absolute monsters and pride, which were not even in the in his weight class. And he got knocked out like twice by Vanderlei Silva uh, three times. I mean, yep. <laughs> it's crazy, you know? It's part, then, of the sport. Yeah. It, it's part of the sport, but it's yeah. it's the rough part of the sport. Let me just get these comments here. Kevin says, for the um, late punches, he says, Francis, when he knocked all over him. Um, Daniel Edwards says, "I think brain injuries are silent killers. Easy for us to overlook because you can't see it from the outside. You're 100 yeah. right. You can't you can't see the guy with the cast on, but his brain might be in serious trouble." And he says, "Jeremy Stevens and Tony Jason. That was another yeah. one too. Jeremy Stevens, uh, listen, man, he's he's a great fighter too. But yeah. it's a guy that I'm glad he has MMA because he's a guy that if he didn't have MMA, he he might be in jail. It's possible. Like he he remember that time where he fought? He was supposed to fight Eve Edwards or whatever, and yeah, Dana, Dana White bailed him. Dana White went to the jail and bailed him out the day before." Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's and again, not throwing shade in these guys. I, if these guys have had criminal records, and, and and I'm not saying you know everyone in MMA has. There's lots of people that don't, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like most fighters probably don't, but there's a lot that do. And I'm just saying that it's good they have an outlet. I mean, it's not like MMA is the first sport that's seen like former like violent criminals like boxing. There's I was reading about a boxer. I can't remember his name, but I was reading about him last night. He was a convicted murderer and, and ended up being a world champion in boxing. So you know, like it's good that we do have these. Um, outlets for these guys, Marcel. But you're talking about like you know, the, the whole rage, anger thing versus like being respectful martial artists. Like I'm with you completely. It's just I think it's hard for some of these guys in the moment. They get really enraged and and they're just doing their job. Like you said, that's what people are saying. Wait till the referee pulls you off. I get it, but I'm kind of with you too. Like how many? I, I actually prefer. I prefer when a guy gets KO and the guy backs up and puts his hands in the air. Like like Jordan Levitt versus uh, Matt Wyman. Yeah. He could have landed more grounded pound. He could have. But he just got right up, put his arms in the air. He knew his opponent was knocked out. I like to see that more. But if you're a blood, if you're one of the Jess Bleed fans, Marcel, they might like the the late, like the like a Jose Aldo versus Peter Yan, like Glover Teixeira versus uh, Anthony Smith. These really vicious like beatings. <laughs> might, some people like that, Marcel. Believe it or not. You know what fun is when uh, it's not fun, but uh, in, a, in a street fight, for example, man, you, you see all these times those street fights on, on the internet, right? And uh, then I also see somebody knocked out. When somebody is knocked out, it's over, you know, fight is over. And yeah. also in the, for me in a street fight is that as well. I've been 
Yeah, it's not really a street fight when you're a kid, right? But <laughs> uh, but I've been in some. But I mean, when somebody's done, somebody is done. I don't I don't need to kill somebody or some something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean that's that's how uh, that's how I've been raised, and that's how how I that those are my values. You know, yep. but not everybody has those same values. So yep. yeah. No, I'm with you on that too. Here's a here's a comment. Cam Riller says, uh, yeah, this is a perfect example. Dare you stopped after you knocked yeah, him super Scott respectful Holtzman. guy. One of the most respectful guys. Yeah. I love Benny. He uh, uh, is another guy. He don't he donated his bonus, I think, from that fight or the fight with uh, Jokar Close and yeah. fed all these uh, people in um, some, like, at Haiti, I think. He went to Haiti for uh, like a, okay. a mission, and he spent his bonus feeding like poor people. He's a great he's guy. Still, he's such a good dude. I remember yeah. when he fought Michael Johnson and he got that split decision with, and people were booing. And he was like, I understand why you guys booing. And uh, yeah, I maybe I didn't know if I did enough, but uh, I'm happy with the win. You're super respectful. That, that, was a bad, that was a bad decision, though, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah I, I fight, thought Michael Jackson, Johnson won as well. Yeah. I was in Nashville. I remember that fight. Daniel Weber says, Glover saying sorry to Smith. So he's another nice guy. Yeah. Glover was beating the crap out of Anthony Smith. His teeth fell out. He's like, man, I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. It's part of the sport. Like, and Anthony Smith's a tough guy. He's a tough dude. Um, a few other things. Dana talked about Zabit. Zabit's going to come back, he says, in the next three months. You think they're going to do this fight with Yair or should they move on? What are they going to do with him? I'm so bored, you know. I mean, why, why they want to do this fight specifically with Jair? I know why they want to do this fight with Jair, in my opinion. I know why. But, I mean... Why? Because of management? You think it's because first round versus uh, Ali be, because, because I think Sabit will look good against Jair. That's what I think. I think Sabit you know? will look good against most guys. He's incredible, yeah, man. I mean... People give Sabit way too much shit for for his cardio. I know his cardio didn't look good at all. I agree with that. But people give him way too much shit for that. For example, Volkanovski hadn't fought a five rounder before he fought Max for the title. You know. Yep. And but the thing is, his cardio didn't look bad in his fights. You know. So people will not focus on that. The the Calvin Cater fight, which was supposed to happen in Boston, which was originally also a co-main event there, didn't go through because uh, Zabit had, uh, how do you say that, the staff infection? Infection, yeah. And, and they wanted that uh, a, a, a month later. And Zabit accepted it, wasn't really happy with it, but he accepted it. And it was a co-main event. Then Volkov against, I think Volkov Overeem was that, or Volkov Dos Santos, uh, fell through. And uh, they had a new main event needed. And they asked for a five-rounder. Kato wants the five-round. Speedcam yeah. didn't want it. That because he already almost pulled out of that fight the, the month before for that. So he looked pretty bad in the third round again. Yeah. First two rounds he won. He was so, sick, though, like you said. Like, yeah, At exactly. least he was dealing with that illness. So, I, I'm, so, I'm with you. Go ahead. So people put way too much value in that, I think. Yeah. So um, listen, man. If Calvin Kato, for example, um, maybe... Maybe they will meet each other again, you know, Calvin Cater and Sabit. I then do it for a five round and we can see who wins. I think Cater is a great fighter as well. So, but what we're we going to do, probably we will see Sabit fighting either uh, Rodriguez or Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, mm -hmm. one of those two, because yeah. Volkanovski likely going to fight Ortega. Holloway is, is against Cater this weekend. So, or maybe one of those two. We don't know, man. You know, if uh, if Holloway loses, for example, we can see Zabit versus Holloway. But if Kader wins, I don't think... Yeah, maybe Kader wants to avenge that loss and he's still interested in Zabit. I don't know, but we will see. I'm man. sure he is, but if there's a beat, why would you take that fight? Like, if if Kader wins. He just beat him, though. Why would he take the second second straight fight against the guy who just beat? Yeah, I know he had the layoff, but I, I if, wouldn't take that fight if I was him. If Kader wins... 
if Cato wins, he's likely going to beat number two or number three, and he will he will pass a beat. So you think? I mean, I want yeah. beats Max. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, okay, Brian Ortega is fighting for the belt next. Dana White's yeah. confirmed that. he said there's no date yet, right? Mm. So I think that what they wanted was they wanted to do that fight, uh, and then they wanted the winner of the Ziaire and Zabit fight to fight the winner of that fight. But the winner of that fight is probably gonna have to fight someone else now. So. Or, or in Max too, Max or Cater. I, I think they're going to have to fight again, Marcel. They, they'll have to wait a year otherwise to get a title shot. So mm -hmm. I could see if Max wins, I could see them doing Max and Zabit. I could see that fight. But honestly, I think they're just going to they're going to rebook the fight with Yair because yeah. he's, they've been training for each other for over a year now, I think. And uh, it's only three more months, right? So it's not that much longer. I think they'll just rebook it. And maybe we'll see that fight in April or May. Maybe on the co-main event of the Cormier and... Uh, or I'm sorry, not Cormier, Stipe and Francis Card in April. Maybe you'll see Cormier event on that or something. Possibly. It's an example. Um, get some comments here uh, from Marcel quickly. He said, actually, let me get uh, Cameron's first because uh, Dana talked about. He says what they're going to do with Covington. Dana said they have they still have nothing. It's dude, how do they not have a fight for him and Hori done yet? Um, again, unless they're going to be tough coaches. I mean, that's the only reason, right? Like there'd be a delay. Why else would it take this long to get the fight done? I so. mean, I know many people don't like Colby, but Colby is just good, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, he should. Um, uh, I want to see him fight Masvidal. I think he beats Masvidal. Sorry, I think he beat Masvidal. I know many people don't like to hear that, but I think he will. And uh, then I would like to see him fight the winner of Burns against um, against Usman because the first, the Usman fight was 2-2 going into the five, fifth in my opinion yeah. and uh, Usman right, rightfully won even if he didn't get the knockout he would have won via uh, unanimous decision 48-47 on my yeah. card I know yeah. none of the judges may have on my card but um, I mean probably they're gonna do if, if Chimaev wins Chimaev will fight the winner of Burns Usman I'm pretty sure that's that's gonna happen I was at that fight, man. That was a crazy fight. I was in Vegas for that one, and it was it was a late night. There was that was a long card. It was one of the, I think it was the longest card UFC history because there was three title fights. All I think they all went the distance, right? Three title mm -hmm. fights. It was it was it was the the Nunez Dermanomi fight, which was so boring. Even Dermanomi was after saying how boring the fight it was, and she was in it. So I'm not like throwing shade. She was the one in the fight. Uh, Volkanovski Max wasn't the. It was it was a good fight. It was really technical though. But then the the main event was like one of the best fights, right? It was such a crazy fight. I had it. I had it two-two as well. I think going into the uh, fifth, um, I think it was a bad stoppage. Personally, I think it was a little early, but uh, Kobe still would have lost, like you said. So we got to remember that. There's no way he would have came back to win. I just, yeah. I still think the whole the Mark Goddard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a wedge. You pull your underwear up. Like I thought that was pretty funny, and he's pretty pissed off. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I always have to laugh with uh, Jermaine Durandamy. After her fight, she immediately calls her mother. And she was like, uh, in the Nunez fight, she was talking in Dutch, obviously, but uh, I will uh, say in English. She's like, hi, mom. Yeah, the fight is over. Yeah, I lost. I, they didn't say, yeah, but I know I lost. She said, yeah, Amanda is good. <laughs> That's funny, yeah, okay. yeah. She is good. Let me get these comments uh, quickly. Cameron says they're probably going to move on. Said with the schmoke. Yeah, you know what? That was that was last week. I guess things have changed because yesterday he said uh, he's not sure. Like they're still considering it. So honestly, it's pure speculation on our part. We're just talking about it for fun. Marcus, uh, this, is a, this is a great question. I love this one. I know this is an old story, but I'm still shocked Davidson Figueroa did not get pay-per-view points at UFC 255 and 256. I question how good his manager, who is uh, Valid Ishmael, is. Yes, great point. Um the, the Benavides fights, I could see why he didn't. They weren't on pay-per-view. They were on, obviously, uh, just free TV. The fight with Alex Perez, I think he probably should have got something. But I guess with the UFC, 
they were like, okay, he's, he's still got to prove himself. Or I don't know. Like I, I, I thought I actually thought all champs got something. I know that some like Connor and Khabib get a lot more like money. Like Connor's mm-hmm. posted about he gets like you saw how much money he made last year or uh, two years ago with the um, three years ago I should say with the Khabib fight. Like he's posted that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Marcel. It's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that this guy deserved the points. He, he's getting them now, but the, the fact he didn't get them from the Moreno fight is really sickening. And Dana White got the, that money. And actually, the Spencer Fisher story talked more about Dana's gambling problem and how he, he goes into these blackjack tables and drops fifty thousand. He said he given Spencer Fisher like I think I don't know what it was ten or twenty thousand to like he's like here's some money and he's like oh thanks Dana and he's like no come on let's go play some poker. So Dana White and the UFC are you know we don't know the whole story what's going on behind the scenes with them but it's obvious that the UFC is making so much money from their business. And they're not paying out the fighters enough of the revenue. We, this is a fact. It's like 80-20, Marcel. The other mm-hmm. fi- fight, um, the other sports are generally 50-50. Like baseball, these big sports in, in North America, Marcel, they all have salary caps or negotiate on with labor, um, with unions and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's, in the MMA, it's like you kind of have to take what UFC gives you in some cases. And I'm sure Valdi tried to get the pay-per-view points, and Dana White probably said, no, we're not, we're, we want to see more from him. Now they know he's a savage. We already knew that, but now they, they've confirmed it after the Moreno fight. But he might lose that fight and might not get them after. So, like, he'll get them for his next fight or so. But I'm with Mar- Marcus. Every champion should get a bonus pay-per-view points. What do you think? If you're on a pay-per-view, obviously. Yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I know, I, I know. I, and you're and I'm with you. We're both, like, pro-fighter. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, bo- <laughs> it bothers me, dude. Like, I just saw a tweet from MMA um, – I can't remember what it's called. MMAFA, I think it's called the Fighters Association. They're yeah. you know, either tweet. They're they're criticizing the Spencer Fisher story, and I'm glad that story got out. It's good that that got out. And again, great story. Uh, a couple more questions. These are good ones. Uh, Kevin, thanks guys for the questions. You guys are killing it today. Kevin says, I think all MMA managers are terrible, especially compared to other sports. Makes sense. There's so much more money in other sports for talent ages managers. It's true. I think there's a few. I think you know, as much as people don't like him, Marcel. Mm-hmm. Ali is really good at his job. Like he's he's a really good manager. You can say what you want about him and all the you know the past ties to certain organizations and stuff. The the, the way he got in the states, all that stuff. We we know my friend Kareem. He's he's done the stories, but the guy's good at his job. You know, I've I mean, never heard one guy say he's yeah bad. yeah exactly. Ask 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 his clients. They all love him, dude. Like you hear no. these guys like Burns. Um, who else? Uh, Rumble Johnson. Frankie. Gaethje, these guys, Khabib, they love this guy. Sure yeah. He trains with them. He's, a, he's, he's been a professional fighter himself. So again, you can, you can say what you want, but I think I think Ali is good. I think I think Malky's pretty good. Um, generally, the whole thing with Yoel was kind of weird. Whatever happened there, but I think they're good. And there's a few other guys. Like Brian Butler's a pretty good manager. Um, there's a couple Ru- other guys more so. Rubenstein. Daniel Rubenstein's actually I, I know Danny because I've I've met him in person. I met him at uh, the the. Um, Carlos Condit GSP fight. We used to talk on Twitter back in the day. That was, dude, he was just a fan back then. And now he's managing Peter Yang. So, like, you see where that, he was like me. He was a fan. I turned to a journalist. He went into, like, management. He really, he had known the UFC guys. And, like, I remember he was telling me, he's like, oh, I'm going to go chill with Sean Shelby after and stuff. Like, he knew these guys. So, but yeah, I think he's really good. But in general, Marcel, it's a great point because why would you want to be an MMA manager, right? Uh, when you think about it, unless you got these high profile clients like Ali does. Because if you go to another sport like baseball or football, they're making a lot more money, obviously. So, you know, if you're an MMA manager, it's a tough job. And not only that, but man, you got 
you don't want to charge these guys, but you, you do have to charge them, I think, 10%. You probably don't want to. I think other sports, it's, like, capped at, like, 3 or 5%. I think baseball is, like, maximum 5%, I think. I'm pretty sure. Whereas MMA, it's, like, whatever the contract you get. It, it's just sad, man, because it's such a great sport. So I think there is – I think there's more money flowing, flowing through that we know about in the mm-hmm. back, but the normal people like us don't don't get it, you know? It's, it's the people like Dana that are really making the profits off the sport, in my opinion. And Daniel says – Figueroa's beef is with his manager. As outside observers, we'd all assume his con- that would be favoring your contract. He says, uh, he still on my Peter points. He says, I like how Ali's putting his fighters to other leagues. Yeah, that's true too. I like that too. You know, Ali's he's, he obviously he's been, he used to be a big part of uh, WSOF. I think he was the matchmaker, right? Back in the day. So, you know, the guy's definitely got some push in the other promotions. Um, here's some comments here. This is one. Hey, Pacers fan. That's a cool picture. Some of his, uh, I guess he's sparring in there, doing some some light workout. His buddy, uh, his beast cardio looked really bad as Cater Stevens and Kyle Bockney. That's true, too. The Kyle Bockney fight that's a good point. That was a crazy war. That third fight, where so he's like, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that guy's awesome, man. Lost third round, all fighters is a trend. Yeah, actually, I want to pull that picture up. I love that picture of him, Bockney. You know, that one, Marcel? So? Yeah, where he walks. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I, I got it. Let me pull it up here. Where's that folder? Kyle's fighting on January 30, by the way. I saw here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. It's not really good quality, but you guys want to talk about. All right. Uh, Kevin says, when we buy a pair, you wish they gave us the option to tell the UFC the fighter we are wanting to watch. That person would get a small percentage of the purchase. A small percentage of the purchase. That's interesting, actually. Here's a good one. Cameron says, what's next for Marab? Actually, they just booked him for the fight. Who's he fighting, Marcel? Yeah, he's fighting not well. Uh, got info. He's trying yep. to put his statement on February six. But <laughs> when when I posted it in the in the afternoon, uh, apparently on earlier that day, uh, and Georgie, uh, yep. the, the the Georgian MMA uh, guy posted yep. it on Twitter. Also, let me know after I posted. Uh, Marab asked to reschedule the fight because he had still symptoms or he was still recovering from COVID. Yeah. So. Um, he barely trained. He couldn't train. He, he's also not sparring or anything. So likely he's not fighting. And Stamen wants to remain on the February 6th card. So that fight probably not going to happen. Oh, uh, so probably Stamen will get a replacement because Stamen already said he wants to fight on that card and Marab says he can't make it. So yeah. That's too bad. That's a good matchup because I was like, can, can Marab, Marab's wrestling is amazing. Can he get Stamen now? Stamen's a good wrestler. Yeah. That would have been a good fight. That's disappointing, man. Yeah, I really like Marab, guys. He's won five straight fights. The sad thing is, though, I, I don't think most fans like him because I just posted the fight, Marcel, last week. Like, barely anyone read it. No one cares about him yet, I don't think, because he hasn't got a finish, right? Like, he's just decisioning, guys. He's got to finish someone, I think, and get a highlight reel before fans get behind him. The sucky thing for Marab is as well, he could have, he could have been un, could have been undefeated. Right I agree. I think USC. both the fights, he, the Ricky Simone fight, he got completely boned. That was yeah. ridiculous. The fight was over, and they called it a stoppage. It was already yeah. over. The other fight with um, Saints, he won that Saints, fight. Most people thought I thought he won the decision. Clearly, in my opinion, yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, Cody Garbrandt, Marcel. He said yeah. he's targeting a bantamweight fight with Jose Aldo. You gotta tell me this, man. He wanted to fight for the flyweight title. What's happened with that? He's now again talking Changes about. He says, "I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to wait. I want to fight." So I don't blame him, dude. I don't blame him. Okay, I, I probably I, I I'm more for the 135 for him than 125. By the way, me too. Me too. I don't even think he'll make 125. And you know no. what? Especially after COVID, the weight cut must be even harder. I would imagine, right? So yeah. I think him fighting 135 makes sense. Um, there's like this love triangle thing going on, I think, right now with Aldo and you got Garbrandt. You got TJ Dillashaw right there, too. Because TJ or Aldo wants TJ, Cody wants uh, 
uh, Aldo, and then I don't know who TJ want. And the weird thing was Dana was like, oh, we're going to let TJ talk to the matchmakers and we'll decide with him. Like, we talked about title shot. I don't think TJ's going to wait for a title shot because Yan and Sterling's not happening until April. He'd have to wait another six months after that. If he wouldn't fight for another year, he will fight again. I think he'll probably fight Aldo. I think they'll probably do that fight. But Rob Font is a guy who's right there too. He wants a big fight. He's healthy. And there's a few other guys too, Marcel. Um, you know, Corey Sanhagen and Frankie are fighting. Maybe the winner of that fight could fight one of these guys for a title shot uh, potentially. This division is so stacked right now. It's ridiculously stacked. You also have Sakudo possibly coming back. You have Figueredo moving up potentially too. This division is ridiculous, Marcel. I absolutely love the division, man. Same. I love the division. All these light away divisions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that too. Um, Leon Edwards and Kamzat, that's been rebooked. I want to mention that. March 13th, five round main events. Hopefully these guys stay healthy. I mean, they both got COVID, Marcel. But, man, Leon, I, so much has changed. It's the last time Leon Edwards has fought. I can't even explain to you guys like how much I've changed and you've changed. It's like it's been that long. It's been almost two years. So hopefully that fight stays intact. Let's go through. Let's go to your page, Marcel. We got a few more minutes here. Let's go up to Marcel's uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. which you guys should follow. By the way, this is like I go. To, I literally go to your page every day, Marcel. It's one, <laughs> of the, it's one of the first things I do every time I, I uh, look on the internet in the morning. Start with this fight, and again, we're not—we don't give our picks right now. We're just going to look at the matchup. Julian Robertson versus uh, Miranda Maverick. This, these are okay. She's called the Savage Robertson. Miranda Maverick is an absolute savage. Her name is the Maverick. Fear the Maverick. I don't like her nickname. It's not very good, but I really like her, man. She is an absolute beast. We saw that against Jija, Jijua. Um, but Robertson, great ground game. She'll have to get her down the ground and go for submission. But what I saw from Maverick, man, her stand-up's really good, dude. It's uh, very sharp. What do you think of this fight? Yeah, it's a fun matchup, man. I mean, uh, both girls are pretty young still, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Maverick looked good, like you said, against Jojua in her debut fight. It was also in Abu Dhabi, I think, right? Yeah. Um, this one will probably be in Vegas. Um, yep. Robertson. Yeah, I, I, I expected Robertson to lose against Taylor Santos for some reason. Me too, me too. But... Um, yeah, I think she she can she can win this fight when she uh, when is she able to take her to the ground. But Maverick stand up, like you said, is very good. So pretty pretty fun fight. It's it's, it's a fight between two two women who are uh, going against that top fifteen. You know, uh, Robertson just got out of the top fifteen, but uh, a win against uh, Maverick will get her maybe just in the top fifteen again, maybe just not. But that's that's where likely those those two girls are between top fifteen, top twenty right now. Yeah, yeah. I, so, uh, I, I like yeah. them, man. I, I I really like Maverick though. She's got a good story too. Like she's doing her PhD right now while she's a full time fighter yeah. in the UFC. That's incredible. So I really like her, man. Next fight here. Oh yeah, the big boys, Marcel. Here we go. They're gonna have to reinforce the octagon for these guys, man. This, this is gonna be a lot of weight in the cage. Oh man, what a great fight! Yarzino Rosenstruck versus Ciro Gone. That's the co-main event on the Kamzat card. I'm okay with it being co-main because I don't think it's going to need three rounds. It'll probably get no. to end up in a finish. Love the fight, Marcel. Honestly, you know, I think Gone is the real deal, but this is a tough fight, man. Rosenstruck's got serious KO power. I think I got to favor Gone a little bit, though. I, I really like this guy. I believe in him. But Rosenstruck's got a little bit more experience. He's got KO power. It's a, it's a great fight. What do you think? Yeah, it's a great fight, definitely, man. Two guys who uh, can bang it out, you know. But <laughs> the, pro the problem here for Rosenstruck would probably be his, his, his ground game. He doesn't – I don't want to say – yeah, actually, he doesn't have a ground game, in my opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, and Gunn def definitely has a ground game. He even finished uh, black belt Rafael Pessoa. 
yeah. by a submission. For example, after that, he submitted uh, Dontali Mace. For your, what's that? The heel, heel hook, or, dude. Heel yeah. hook. We never see that at, at heavyweight. At heavyweight, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, listen, man, you know, Rosenstruck, he talks Dutch because yeah, he's, from Suriname. Yeah. he's from Suriname and that's a former colony of the Netherlands. So he also trained in Netherlands. People over here will underestimate Gaan 100%, man. They think this will be a landslide for Rosenstruck. Well, definitely not. I, um, I think this will be a very tough fight for Rosenstruck, definitely because Gaan, Gaan has everything to gain in this fight. You know, Rosenstruck has to defend this spot right now. Gaan is real good, man. I'm really high on this guy. Uh, like like I said for one minute ago, good strike and good ground game. So he is pretty much a complete package, and he has he's still so inexperienced, you know. So uh, yeah, really yeah. fun fight. Looking forward to this one. I like it too. It's the next one. We just talked about this. We obviously know it's a great. You see, fight. you see the picture I use. This one? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great picture. Where do you get your pictures from? Use the UFC Getty images? Is that what? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It went, like after the fights, right? Or is it before yeah. the fight? After the fight? Mostly, mostly, I go before the fight before because the fight. after the fights they look like uh, <laughs> they've, they've been uh, hit. So you made uh, it by, yeah. by a truck. I know it's yeah. crazy, right? All right, how about yeah. this fight? Trevin Giles versus Driscus Duplessis. Wow, I like this fight too. Um, this guy is really good, man. Good, good. You know more about him than me, obviously. But Giles more fights in the UFC. What do you think of this matchup? Yeah, it's a good matchup, man. Giles uh, uh, won against Bavon Lewis last time, so he, he, he it's a good win. Adrikas Duplessis, he he won against Marcus Perez knockout first round, man. So that was a great debut. It's a good it's a good fight to see where both guys standing in the division right now. I think Giles has more experience in the UFC, and Duplessis has experience in KSW. He's been there, the champion. Uh, EFC, he's been there, the champion. So. It's, it's a good second fight for him in the UFC. Giles is still not an established guy, in my opinion, in the UFC. He's an established MMA fighter, but he hasn't made his name yet in the UFC. And Duplessis is making to look his name to to make his name in the UFC. So it's a good fight. Looking forward to it. And man, this can go either way, honestly, man. I think uh, many people will have will be heavily favoring Duplessis, but Giles is good as well, man. Yeah, and I've talked about that that last fight, so I won't, we won't get into that one. But yeah, I'm with you on, on that matchup. Let me get some comments here quickly. Um, Cameron says, I think Jillian wins. Maverick's really stiff when she fights. I don't know, man. I, I like what I saw, but we'll see. Daniel Edwards, you got to warn me before announcing Yair versus gone. Could have dropped my coffee. Oh, you didn't see that? That's a great fight, man. <laughs> Stay wager. UFC feeds Jillian the prospects, and they look like to find out where the prospect stands. Barber said... Santos and Maverick, yeah, you're right. I, it's, you know what? I, she's she's but she beats like a lot of the lower tier fighters, but she's losing to like the really good prospects. But All right. these, these prospect fights, man. I mean, you hate them, I, man. I, I, yeah, I, I'm happy it's not for a Dana White contender series contract, you know, because then one one would lose and we wouldn't see him in the UFC. But I mean, why? For, for some example, we have, for example, no disrespect, but we have Condit against Matt Brown on the co-main event on this Saturday, and I absolutely love the fight, but. Those are two older guys, you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for example, the Baeza Brown fight. That was a great fight, man. You got a, a veteran against a young guy, and Brown could have won that fight in the first round. He was close finishing him, and he got knocked out in the second. But those are the fights that make, that's a make or break fight, you know. You can see if you are going. Uh, how do you say that? If you're young and you'll be able to go with a veteran and win, are you still not there? You know, that's the fights I'm more for, you know, because, for example, man, they're going to give Kay Hansen, they give her now uh, Cheyenne Boyce, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't like they, that fight. That's a yeah, weird they, fight. 
she should just fought McKenna. And she, sorry, I said she got robbed against McKenna in that fight. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Oh, I thought so too. Yeah, I said, but yeah, I had I a 30 27. Yeah, I know. I, I think I, I think I had a 29 20. I can't remember, but I had her. There's no way she won that. Yeah. Here's what uh, Cameron says I'm a big fan of Dodson. You think he'll fight again? John Dodson? I don't know. I, I think he'll fight again, but where? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Bellator wants him. He hasn't been very excited in a while. What do you think? No, I don't know, man. I haven't heard anything about it, man. But I have no idea, honestly. But did you hear about that uh, MMA or that ex MMA organization, which is uh, have now James Fick on the card, Carl Borkniak on the card? No, I didn't January, see this. Didn't January thirty first, man. What's it called? X MMA. Okay, I'll, I'll check X, it out. XMMA.tv on Instagram. I think I've heard of that promotion. I'll check. I'll check out the card. Um, I'll check it out after. Uh, I just want to plug the site here. MMAoddsbreaker.com, the home of the podcast. Where is it? Oops, got pulled up. At the back, I had the back page over. You guys could see where I'm doing all of my writing and, all, and doing all my concoctions in the back. Now, here we go. Here's the public website. Where is it? There it is. So here's the podcast, obviously. So I just want to plug my stuff. Um, did the breakdown for Max and Cater. We did the podcast Tuesday. You guys heard it. You know who I'm picking. But if you want to see a written breakdown, there it is. Opening odds for that. And uh, this podcast. Also, I have LFA's another card that's this weekend. I did an article on that, so I just want to plug that stuff. But again, you know, you follow the uh, the podcast, guys. Uh, we'd love for you guys to you know join us every. I'm actually I should mention I'm doing it three times a week now: Tuesday, Thursday, and Monday. Marcel. So the people Marcel demanded you come back every Thursday. So anytime Marcel is available, I want him to come on, Marcel. So it's it's going to be up to to you. Obviously, if you know, I've told the the listeners you have work sometimes yeah. but if you don't have work you're going to be on with me hopefully because i love doing the show with you man um but I, yeah tuesdays with cole obviously and then monday this year monday at 10 a.m right now tentatively monday at 10 a.m doing a recap show so like for this car i'll go back on monday and i'll recap the card so i'm gonna do that so it's gonna be it's good it's good to have a third third podcast a week because i love talking about it. what are you gonna say no that's funny man i was i was watching uh, live your your show on Monday, and you're just like Marcel is pretty probably uh, working right now. But Monday is my day off, so I was just watching live. <laughs> I, okay, so actually, it's funny. This is this is great to talk about. Uh, Marcel was in the chat the other day, but he didn't have his he didn't have the Marcel Big Marcel as his name. He had some <laughs> other guy, and I was like, man, who is this guy? He's dropping some really good like comments in the comment section. I go like, man, I'm talking about Marcel in third person. I'm like, you know, Marcel, I want him on the podcast. You should, you should tell. I was telling you to tell yourself to come on the podcast. <laughs> That was a lot of fun, but in all seriousness, love doing the show, and I like the fact we're doing it three times a week. So three hours of content, which is great. I'd rather do it five times, but you know, I got I, obviously I got to make a living too. Um, but right now we're doing three, which is great. It's not great from two. Anyways, Marcel, plug yourself, man, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, uh, Big Marcel twenty four Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm made DNA Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever you can find it. And uh, I will also do a giveaway for the upcoming Brave card on Saturday um as in uh, collaboration with fight tv you got some great fights on it man you got uh aldo alderov defending his title against leonardo mafra um roman bogatov is on the card who everybody remembers against his only ufc fight against leonardo santos um and ali bagotinov is also on the card man he's co-main event against lift lift i think the guy's name so uh, and also alexander Kashtov is on the card making his debut on the brave card so I, I can't wait to see how many times that dude kicks his opponent in the nuts after he kicked uh leo santos in the balls like it was, that was one of the i've never seen more fouls in a fight actually there's one other fight I, well there's a couple other fights but uh Mar Maribek tyson he fought 
Michelle Pizarro in Brazil and he kept grabbing the fence. You remember that fight? He yeah. got deducted like two or three points. He just kept grabbing it. He's just screwed. And also uh, Cheeto there when he fought Davy Grant. That's another fight where he kept grabbing the fence. Yeah. He just kept grabbing it. Anyway, that's it. But yeah, there's a last comment here. Daniel Edwards says, fine when UFC releases have those prospect, prospect. They're doing too much lately. Trey Wager, great podcast. Scotty Marcel, you're crushing the second language. Have a great week. Yeah, you too, man. Um, enjoy the card on Saturday, guys. Hopefully, you guys win some money if you're betting on it, obviously. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin, right there at the bottom of the screen. Podcast, MMAOddsBreaker.com, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 10 a.m. live. You know, I'm open to switching the Monday time up if there's another time someone people would like on the weekend or something. But right now, I think Monday is a good time to do it. I like to keep the same time every day. Anyways, uh, BJPen.com, MMAOddsBreaker.com, MMARings.net, odds.com. Have a great day, guys. See you Monday, uh, Monday at 10 a.m. Have a great day. Bye.